the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. You're back on the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. Hey, Jimmy. 2018, man. It's exciting. I think our listeners are going to be glad to hear from us. It hasn't been you and I on a show by ourselves for quite some time. I don't know if excited is the right term for it, but uh, I think that they may have some interest in, in hearing just from me and you. We've had a lot of guests coming on and you had a really good idea that, you know, just me and you for the first episode of the year. So I think that's a good idea. I think, uh, you know, it's been a really long time since you and I have jumped on here at the same time. And it's actually a long time since you and I have recorded, but just because we've had so many in the can. So I'm pretty excited about it. You want to talk a little bit about what's going on in just our podcast world and then we'll kind of do the introduction of the topic of the week. Yeah, I was surprised to see that the number of episodes that we've had is climbing, climbing, and the number of people that are joining our Facebook group is climbing. I think there's some really good discussions going on in the Facebook group, and it's it's encouraging to see. I think that it's sort of taken on a life of its own. We're getting to meet people, both those who we've had on as guests, and, and I had lunch with one of our buddies, Ryan, last week from Atlanta, one of our listeners. So it's become its own organic growing thing. And I think that's exciting. Yeah. I think the greatest thing about this is we've done zero advertising. It's, you know, we, we haven't tried to monetize this. We haven't tried to make any money off of it and people really like it. I don't know if these numbers hold up, but I'm pretty sure they do. Cause I was looking at the numbers last week. I think our listeners are double what they were last year at this time. I'm pretty sure that that's accurate. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, the growth has been really cool. If you just look at a diagram of the growth, of the number of listens and downloads, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty exciting. The engagement shows that people are are listening, they're getting involved, they're sharing information. I think that's just awesome. I, I love seeing people share the information and get something out of it. I think it's just fantastic. I think one of the things that helped the numbers grow is that idea you had a while back where you started posting some of the older episodes on Instagram. My intern, Kent Richardson, he's gone through and he's uploaded all of our podcast episodes into Meet Edgar. And Meet Edgar is pushing those out every three hours, an old episode. And so I don't know if you've seen it, but on my Twitter feed, I'm, I'm starting to get more engagement on Twitter thanks to that. And thanks to our friends, Mitch Jackson and Nick Richwain, who are very generous in their retweets and sharing the love with their followers that I, I really think that's led to a big increase. And we're getting a lot of lawyer engagements. And I think that's fun. Yeah, I've definitely noticed it on Twitter. I'm not 
a big Twitter guy like you are, I, I will go on there occasionally. I, the reason why I go on Twitter is just to see what's trending, you know, breaking news on Twitter because it's just interesting because you can see what's trending. But I will check every time I'm on there just to see, you know, if there's any mentions. And it's it's really interesting to see, like, how I've done absolutely nothing, but I'm getting mentioned on tweets. So I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. It's, it's, and you're right. It's because um, what I was doing, I, I can't remember. I think I was, I think it was just doing, Whenever I was sharing them, I was sharing them on LinkedIn primarily is what I was doing because I had not been sharing that on that at all. And we definitely got – I only did thir- the first 32 episodes, I think, and, and we we saw a really strong increase in our numbers after that. Um, I need to do the, the rest of them because we have a lot more after that. But it's just a different channel that people haven't been getting us through. So I think it's it's something very basic that we should have been doing all along. But it's – you know, you and I just kind of started this as – couple guys talking, sharing ideas and, and getting bringing guests on. So it's not like we've been really trying to promote ourselves that much on it. But I, I think that that's probably going to change in 2018. Not that we're going to try and you know make money off of this, but we're just going to try and promote it a little bit more to just to, to spread the love around. Yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a maturation process of the show. I think that you're right. We're not out to you know make a ton of money off this or anything. But I think that as the engagement grows and as the interest grows, you know, Thanks to our friend Larry Weinstein, we got listed in the uh, top 100 podcast, and I think that really helped boost, give us a little boost, and get some new listeners. And I think that just sort of where we're at now is we're starting to apply some of the things that we say law firms and lawyers should do to our own podcast. And so to take those lessons that we've learned of our law firms and applying them to the podcast, you know, sort of gathering email addresses, you know, regular content, sharing well on social as Mitch teaches. I think those are the kinds of things that as we sort of head towards the end of our second year of podcasting, that we're really going to see this thing grow some more. Yeah. And Larry, he definitely deserves the majority of the credit. There are other people that did submit. And so thank you to those, those people as well. And honestly, thanks to listeners just in general for spreading the word, because that's, it's been spreading by word of mouth for the most part. I mean, the Cleveland contingency alone, you know, they've spread spread the love quite a bit. And we have, I mean, literally listeners all over the world. I never would have imagined that. It's crazy to me just to see the number of listeners, the people around the world that are just getting involved and, in, 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 you know, improving their practices. I think, I think it's freaking awesome. But I want you to introduce the idea that uh, we teased at the end of last year, and it sounds like we've got some interest, so we're going to do it. So you want to you want to announce it? Yeah. So we have decided to have our very first Max Law Conference here in St. Louis, the 18th in 2018. We're really excited about it. We have a, a great venue at the St. Louis University School of Law, which is our alma mater, and we've got the space dedicated, and we're starting to line up guest speakers, and it's going to be a great day and a half. It's going to go all day Thursday. Uh, We anticipate people coming in Wednesday night, and then we're going to catch a Cardinals game as a group. That's going to be an option for people that want to do that on Thursday night, and then we'll do a half day on Friday. We spent, I think, about two hours last Friday, you and I and Kent, the outline of the agenda and talking about our speakers and about the other things that we've got going on. So it's going to be a great event. Yeah, and just I, 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 something that you and I were just sort of floating the idea uh, on around this for a little bit and kind of took off. And we've got some really good people that have agreed to speak. You know, I don't think we will release that list yet, but uh, I think we've got some really good people that are going to present. 
I just want to make sure it's clear that people know we're not doing this to make money. This is not something, this isn't the purpose of it. The purpose is to really just spread the word and get better and improve as attorneys. Because the truth of the matter is, is you and I probably won't make money at all off of it. It's probably going to be a losing venture for us. But I just want to make sure it's, it's, it's not something where we're trying to now capitalize on this. I think people need to know our, our original goals are staying the same. We are doing this just because, one, we just like doing it. We like spreading love and we like to to learn and get better. And that, that's a big part of this. The big part of this is that you and I have just learned a tremendous amount from this and grown a tremendous amount from this, from the listeners and from the guests. So that's still the goal. Nothing's changed with that. And that's part of the reason why we've done our part to keep the cost as low as possible. We, we're going to try and keep this at a very, very low amount so people can afford to come. Because, you know, we're all small firms for the most part. And so we want to keep this as affordable as possible so people can actually take part in it. And we'll also do our part and we what we can to actually stream as much of it as we can. We won't be able to stream all of it, but hopefully we'll be able to stream some of it. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, and I think that it's going to be a nice blend. You know, you and I have both been to John Fisher's Mastermind Experience, and that has such great value in, in sort of taking that time out of your practice to sort of go to a dedicated spot with other lawyers who want to win and to bounce ideas off of them. This, what we have planned is going to be a little bit different. And I think it's actually a nice compliment to what John does in that we're going to have, you know, sort of best practices. We're going to try to get former guests from the show and other industry leaders to talk about the things that they do best. And I think that it's just going to be an idea fest. I really think that the podcast and the Facebook group have become a little laboratory of practical best practices, if that makes sense. I sort of like that practical best practices because, you know, so much of the ABA stuff, I think, is sort of stuff dedicated to big firms. And I think that one of the reasons our podcast has gotten the traction that it has is because in a lot of ways, we're talking about things that we do ourselves, software that we use ourselves, procedures in the office that we use ourselves, things that we've really are tested and that we really have a a good handle on. And, And for the most part, we never have a financial stake in the kinds of things that we're explaining to our listeners that we use. And so it really allows us to be sort of objective and fair. And and Seth Price always reminds me of that, that the reason he likes our show is because, you know, we don't have a big old agenda. And and you're absolutely right that our goal, our marching orders for Kent is to break even. So if we break even or make a little on the back end to cover the expenses, I mean, you've been paying for the editing of this podcast for a year now. So if we could just sort of make that back and it's we're going to get as much out of it as everybody else and for us it's just going to be fun to get everybody together to see all of our friends and a lot of the people who we've talked to on the show and i think it's just going to be a great time yeah and i'm glad you talked about the it being a compliment to, to john fisher's mastermind because it really is it's it's they're not the same at all they're just a really good compliment and with john's it's it's a very intimate setting where you're you're really diving deep and you're you're kind of talking about you know deep dark secrets that you're going through with your firm and it's a very confidential environment so there what we're doing is different but but john's is really awesome really awesome event ours is going to be more of a we were kind of talking about this it's 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 a mix between a conference and a workshop where um, you know we were chatting with william media and he, he he was talking about how he really liked an event where he can you know take something away and actually you know apply those principles and that's kind of what we're going to try for and shoot for Ken has some pretty good ideas and we've got some pretty good ideas on actually, you know, breaking things down and people can walk away with actually tangible things that they can actually use in their practices right away. And so uh, I don't quite want to give those away yet, but I, we have some really cool ideas, I think, where people 
whenever they leave St. Louis in, in May, they're going to hopefully really have gotten a lot out of it and, and, and take things that they're going to be able to use immediately. Not down the road, not this, you know, theoretical thing that they can use. It's an actual, they're going to be able to use these things that they've created or learned about in, in, in during that one and a half days. So I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. I know we're, we're going to learn a lot about it. And the guests that we've had agree to this point are just awesome. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited. I've already started working on one of my presentations, which is something that a lot of people have been asking us about is sort of how we do our YouTube videos. So uh, we're going to try to give some good instruction on that. And I think on the session you have planned and all of our guests, it's just going to be a really good time. Plus, we'll get to see some Cardinal baseball and it'll be fun just to see everybody in May. I can't remember. Who are they playing? Is it the Nationals? It's the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, it's the Phillies. Okay, gotcha. So, so it's, hopefully it'll still be a good ball game. I wish it was the Nationals, but it's still going to be a good game. So, all right, Jimmy, let's let's get rolling. You want to introduce what we're going to talk about this week? Yeah, so now as we're steaming towards our 70th episode or so of the podcast, and, and it is a, the end of the year and the start of the new year, that we thought there, it might be a good idea to just check in on both of us, you know, where our practices are, where we see things happening. I know we've made some changes here on our end. And you've made some changes too. So I thought that what we'd do is spend five or 10 minutes just interviewing each other and talking about where we're at and sort of just checking in on what we've learned since we started and all that kind of stuff. Let's do it. All right. So since we started this podcast, you've taken on a partner and you've obviously expanded your practice. And I just think it'd be great for the group to hear sort of how that transition has gone. I know that you're a big systems guy and we talk about that a lot on the show, sort of how that merging of two firms has gone. Yeah, that's a good question. All right, so we've had a pretty big shift in, in the practice. One, we do 100% personal injury now. We've given up criminal defense completely. I still have some leftover cases that we're end up trying, probably two or three that will end up being trials. I already tried a couple of those this year, uh, so I was around five, and now I'm done about three. So given up criminal completely. The dynamic of the firm is is completely different. We've created divisions in the firm. We have a catastrophic loss department, a CLD, and then we have what's called a mist division. So if you're a reptile fan, you, you, you know what that is. And that's more of the minor impact, soft tissue injuries is really what it is. It's, it's the lower end uh, injuries. And so the idea is, is that and going forward, we're hiring an associate to run the mist division and Chris will be running the catastrophic loss department. So it, the, the goal is to have no more than 15 cases for Chris. It just They're all really big cases, and then the rest of them will be uh, run through the MIST division. So that is a key difference in how I was doing things before, just because I didn't have the human power to really run the, the firm that way. But that was one of the, the benefits of actually merging is actually – um, being able to split the firm up that way. So we're in the process of trying to find someone to run that MIST division. So that's that's really interesting. We've had changes in staff where we, I mean, I had to do one of the most difficult things I've ever done, that's fire an employee. And I just, and what made it so difficult is that she hadn't done anything really wrong. She just wasn't the right fit anymore. So for the people that say, you know, it's, it's you know, just cut, get rid of them. It's easy to do. Kind of, it's you're you're out of your mind. It's it's a really tough thing to do. So I had to let someone go. Someone's been with me for a couple of years, and it was just a tough decision. But it was a decision that had to be made and had to be done. So that's where we are with the firm, the basic firm setup. 
with re with regards to how the firm has gone. So with systems, I will say that the systems has been by far the most challenging part of it. What has multiplied that difficulty was the fact that we got more cases than we anticipated, which is a good problem to have. But we had, I'm not going to go over the actual numbers of, of what our goals were, but I'll just tell you this, we tripled the number of cases we wanted to bring in, which whenever you triple a goal, it causes strains on your firm that you just don't, you don't really anticipate. So we had two separate sets of systems. So Chris was on TrialWorks, I was on Infusionsoft. And so having two separate firms merge into one firm, so you essentially have three firms, it's very difficult to merge those systems together. So whenever you are anticipating a potential merger or a partnership, you have to take that stuff into consideration, which we did. It's something that we had we had anticipated, and we've spent a significant amount of time analyzing systems, looking at the systems, and seeing what would be the best fit. And so what we've actually settled on is we are switching both of our firms over to CloudLex, which we've already switched over, and we're using Infusionsoft on the back end to bolster it. And so what I'm actually doing is in the, we're in the process of having, we're going to have a bridge basically built, um, an API, which I won't get into too many technical terms, but basically some of the automation will be done by Infusionsoft and the actual housing of all the documents, of all the notes, everything else, the case management system will be CloudLex. And if you've not heard of it or not used it, that's actually pretty awesome. And it's, when I say it's completely cloud-based, it's completely cloud-based. All of the documents are stored inside of CloudLex and there's, it's not one of these things where these other services where they take and they house the documents in like Google Drive or Dropbox. They're actually housed inside of CloudLex. And so you're editing the documents inside of CloudLex. You're viewing the documents inside of CloudLex. For example, a lot of these services, whenever you are editing a Word document, you have to download it, edit the document, and then re-upload it. It's not like that. You can actually, they've got an agreement with Microsoft Office where you can actually edit it right there, kind of like Google Docs works. Pretty awesome system. We really like it. And we're going to be able to really monitor and track our cases much better through it. So um, systems, it's still been a struggle just because we're our basic systems are still there, but we're having to recreate them in a new system, if that makes sense. So that's it's been a challenge, but it's, it's my advice to anyone that is merging or partnering with another firm. It's just patience. You have to anticipate these things. You have to anticipate these changes, which we did. We knew this was going to be a long process. We're only seven months in, and we anticipated this. So we, we, we didn't fully expect to be completely integrated for a year. So we are still ahead of schedule. We've got the new system in place. It's just now just a matter of implementing a lot of those things. So that's where I am, Jimmy. I, I know that was a very long-winded response, but I think, think it was necessary, and I'm sure I left out a bunch of stuff. Where's your mind at now? How are you feeling? How do you look at the future? What are your current thoughts on where Mutrix Finney is headed? I'm extremely optimistic when it comes to the firm. I will tell you, I'm, I'm just really stressed out because of the fact that we are operating essentially three firms. And that that's be, just because of the way our agreement was between the two of us. It's uh, we're, we're wrapping up the old stuff and, and, and everything new is going into the new firm. And so even though we have one big umbrella, we're technically operating as three firms in a way. And so it, that makes it a little, a little difficult. And, you know, you're you're trying to wrap up cases and, and work on the new cases. And, and while we are still trying to fall, get things to fall into place, it's, it gets a little stressful. And we're it's weird. Just the most stressful thing has been the success we've had with the cases we've gotten. Because we've, 
we really have, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, we've gotten, we've gotten some really good cases and they're in our pipeline. And so it's trying to make sure we keep our clients happy. It's just, it's on top of our mind all the time. And so it can make things a little stressful, but I mean, Chris and I will tell you, I mean, we're, we're elated as to how the firm is done. And we, I can honestly tell you, we are both very optimistic as to the, the future of the firm, just because the way things are falling into place, the, the, the response we've had from our referral partners, things like that, we're, we're really excited about it. That's fantastic. Yes, it is. <laughs> so how is your role going to fit in? How are you going to be, if Chris is going to be trying the big cases and you're going to hire an associate to do the missed cases, where do you see your role in things? So it's interesting. So that's a good question. And I think most firms will have this, like, this is my case to try. I'm going to try this case. This is your case to try. This is your case. We are switching to a trial team model where we are actually trying these cases as teams instead of trying them individually. And so, for example, we will have, once our our complete goal has really been fulfilled, where we have set the firm up the way we want it to be, we will have someone that just does liability experts and someone that just does medical experts, things like that. And so it'll be broken down like that. So we will be trying these cases in full and complete teams. So I will still be having a role when it comes to actually trying the cases. Now, Chris will be taking the lead on these larger cases and on some of the smaller cases, I'll, I, I may take the lead on some of the smaller ones. And some of the bigger ones I may, that, that are still my cases, I will probably remain the lead on those as well. But I think that the main thing that people need to know is we are trying these things as teams now. But again, part of that does, I, I, my role in when it comes to day to day is is going to be coming, I'm going to be stepping back a little bit when it comes to actually the day-to-day of handling these cases. I wouldn't really call myself a CEO, but it'd be more of that role where I step out and I'll be sort of taking care of the firm as a whole, making sure things are moving in the right direction. And so that my role in that will really change quite a bit, which I'm excited about because that means I'm not going to be handling all these day-to-day phone calls you know, have we sent the demand yet? Or my medical records at? I'm, I'm trading. I, I won't be handling those calls like I am now. So um, that's where we're headed. I will be stepping more, kind of like Craig Goldenfarb in a way, where Craig Goldenfarb is, you know, he's like a CEO of this company and, and he's got a bunch of attorneys working for him and doing doing a lot of that work. It, it, that's kind of the way we're headed. Not in the same way, not the same setup, but in, in a very similar, ma- similar manner. That also sounds fantastic. And I know that's where you wanted to be headed. I want to talk about the importance of having a good partner and having the right fit. And this would not work without the right partner. And the fact that he and I have the same vision is very important. And so that's what has allowed this to happen. Chris and I had a very long phone call one day where we were just talking about vision. And I don't know how it really came up, but I think I just said, you know what? Like, I'm just going to have to start, I'm going to have to start stepping up, you know, outside of the day-to-day stuff. And he was, I could tell he was really relieved to hear that because I think he, that's what he wanted me to do. And it just took me some time to really accept that in a way. So, you know, he and I have been talking for a very long time about this and and really setting this up the right way. And so the fact that he and I have agreed to that and have the same vision is very, very important. So if you're thinking about partnering and and, and you're having that conversation with other people, those are the types of things you have to be comfortable with. And those are the things that your your partner has to be comfortable with. So I definitely think you should think those things through. All right. I have one last question for you, and it's one that you often ask our guests, and that is, What's your biggest struggle or headache right now? Yeah, that is actually one of my favorite questions because you, you do learn quite a bit from it. Right now, it's the migration of documents, not not the actual data, but the actual documents from Google Drive over to Cloudlex. 
if you have a system like TrialWorks, it's not easy, but it's easier because they can just send them, they can do the migration for you. When it comes to, because we were using Infusionsoft with the combination of Google Drive, they were able to migrate the data very easily, but you were, they were not able to migrate the documents. And so for all the documents and the files we have, we're having to download as a zip drive each one of those files and then re-upload them into CloudLex, which is very time-consuming. So that is my biggest struggle right now. And I have actually think I've systemized that to where the point I'm going to hire a virtual assistant to finish it up. But I had to really figure it out myself first how to do it. And so um, in, the, in the coming weeks, that's what we're going to be doing. I, we have someone right now that does medical summaries, um, Golshin. He's very, very good. I think what I'm going to do, I, I talked to him earlier today. I think he's probably going to fulfill that need going forward, but again, I had to figure it out first. So that's my biggest struggle. You ready to go now? I am ready, brother. All right. So uh, give us an idea of where you are. You've added your, since we started, your your wife has come on board. You've had a lot of changes. People leave, people come. You have a, a team of interns now. Marketing has changed. You're, you're changing systems. So, so give us a really a rundown of how you're doing. Yeah, so 2018 brings a lot of exciting changes to the old hacking law practice. We're really excited. We uh, set our goal early in the year last year to try and hit 365 cases because it looked like we were opening about one a day. And I, I am sad to report that we ended up four short. So we ended up with 361. So it was up from 249 the year before. So it was a big, big increase without much increase in staff. My wife had been on by that point last year. So it was a lot of growth for us. And when I went to John Fisher's mastermind group in Chicago, I had a couple of goals. And one goal was to get my own personal caseload beneath 100 cases. And so I have succeeded with that. And so I'm handling a lot less cases and I'm, I'm not taking very many new cases at all. Uh, the only exception to that are the lawsuit cases that really only I can do. And, and those only last three or four months. So other than that, I'm really farming out a lot of the work to my wife, Amani, and to Andrew, our associate. So that's been... Hey, can, I, can I stop you right there? I, yeah. I, and I, I will let you finish, but I, I cannot let this go because uh, it's just driving me crazy. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. You just said something that you tell people, and I tell people all the time, that it's not true. You said it's the only thing you can do. Why is it the only thing you can do? Well, that's a good point. It's because all the marketing and everything about the lawsuit. I mean, Andrew's never filed a federal lawsuit and Imani hasn't been in federal court in 20 years or 18 years. So in theory, other people can do it. And and I have automated a lot of the the production of the lawsuit and service and everything. But yeah, that, that's definitely something that I could give up more of. But what I'm saying is right now, I'm the only one who knows how to do those. So everything but those I'm giving to everybody else. So I, I see what you're saying and it's a point well taken. Um, I didn't mean to drag my fingernails across the chalkboard, but I consider myself duly slapped on on the wrist, so I'm sorry for that. Uh, right, continue I'll, on. Uh, my, my apologies. Continue on. It's all good. It's a good point and a good learning lesson. So one was to get my caseload down, which we've done. Another was to try to hit my numbers on the cases. And the other one was when I went to the mastermind, everyone was shocked that, believe it or not, Tyson, you'll, you'll die when I tell you this. So when we do a set of forms, we do them manually. So we download the latest form off of the internet and we prepare it from USCIS's website anew every single time. So that means that if you're submitting a case with six sets of forms, that somebody's typing in James O'Hacking the third, 10900 Manchester Road on every form, plus all the client's information. So 
The other big change that we've made is, you know, I've been banging my head for three years convinced that I could build an immigration law practice on the backs of Infusionsoft. And we've decided to finally concede that battle. And what we've done is we've signed up with Clio for our during unit. So we're like you, we're still going to use Infusionsoft to supplement Clio and specifically with the marketing in the before unit and in the follow-up after unit. But for the during unit, we're, we're going all in on Clio. And the reason we picked Clio is because it has an API that allows it to interface with another company that was created by an immigration attorney, a guy named James from Holland, Michigan. And he has built on top of Clio a way to do all the immigration forms. So we've started doing our forms now where you fill it all, all the information into a database once, and then it, it prepares all the forms once the data is in there properly. So never again will I have to or any of us have to prepare forms from scratch. So to scale that many cases that quickly without any new software, because the software is just coming online right now, was really hard and tiring. And so I think that with this new software, we're going to be able to increase our efficiency. We're going to be able to cut down on our mistakes. And so we're really excited about that. It's really interesting that you weren't already, since you were using Kelsey, that you weren't already using something like Web Merge. I think it's web merge where you, when you automate the documents it'll actually fill in those on those fillable pdfs that's really interesting to me that you hadn't you weren't doing that before and i am actually shocked that you were manually having to go to the website download it and then and then implement or forms because i just i can only imagine did you have a lot of like human error on with those forms we had some but the the reason for that the main problem that we had was that uscis on their forms creates a barcode that changes for each letter or or thing that you type into the form. It has this master barcode at the bottom that they scan in when you send them the paper form. So we could have used web form or something else to create the PDFs, but it wouldn't have had that barcode, which means USCS couldn't have read them. And so this guy that we've partnered up with through Clio, he has cracked that code. I don't know how he did it. We were literally calling Adobe trying to figure out how to do it. And I just said, look, why am I trying to recreate this thing that's already out there? And that's sort of why we shifted out. We always thought that we could crack that Adobe PDF code, but we weren't able to. And that's really one of the reasons why we were sort of slow to adopt Clio. Really incredible. Wow. Nice. All right. So on the social media side, I've been really excited to have Kent working with us for the last two months. He's really We've got our first uh, content calendar. We are using Meet Edgar a lot to push out all of our content, not just for Maximum Lawyer, but also for the firm. We've got it set up now so that when I put up a new YouTube video, it then puts it into Meet Edgar for later dissemination. And for those of you who don't know, Meet Edgar is a thing where you can preload all of your tweets and your social media posts, LinkedIn, Facebook, all that stuff. And then it'll just do it sort of on a calendar. It sort of does a round robin where it picks up post and repost them and you can you can make it as detailed as you want. It's a pretty great thing. And so we've really boosted that. He's really helped me with my podcast. He edits it, the audio podcast, the new one, which is the Immigration Answers Show. And so I really have very little to do with that other than to record it. We've also been digging into our YouTube analytics. And I think that when we meet in May and show everybody what we've been up to, we're going to knock everybody's socks off. But I basically haven't added much YouTube content for the last five or six weeks. And in those five or six weeks, we have 300 new subscribers to our YouTube channel. So it's sort of crazy. So now we're going all in on YouTube. We're going to rip the audio off the YouTube to do the podcast. Um, we're going to do less emphasis on the podcast, and we're going to do more emphasis on YouTube. 
we're going to follow Mitch Jackson's advice to supplement our in-studio YouTube videos with a lot more handheld iPhone type videos because those, I posted one from Tampa about two months ago and it already has a couple thousand views. So it's really crazy what those, you know, small smartphone videos have done. So we're, we're sort of all in on YouTube and videos in particular. Yeah, I, I hope people are listening to that point because it's, you know, everyone's trying to tell you, you know, polished videos and everything else. It's not how it is. Those, the the most watched and listened to videos are the ones that are rough around the edges. So quit trying to polish up your videos. I think that that's a great point. Yeah, and then procedure-wise, we had our, our firm retreat where we shut down the office for a full day and we all got together away from the office. And we came up with our tagline, our, our we're working on our mission statement, but our tagline and our of our focus it sounds very simple uh, it's only four words and it does sound a little bit like the plaintiff's personal injury stuff but i think when you drill down to it it sort of summarizes exactly what our mindset is as distinguished from a lot of immigration attorneys here it is it's we fight for immigrants we fight for immigrants and so we're working with joey vitale to trademark that we're going to start putting it on all of our marketing stuff and we're really i think it sort of shows our team approach it shows our mindset where a lot of people just try to get along with immigration. And we view immigration as a full blood sport, just like litigation. And we bring sort of that litigator's mindset to immigration where we're not coming hat in hand, but instead we're just ready to kick them in the teeth and, and go from there. And so I think that we're going to have a lot of fun implementing that over the course of the next year. How did you come up with that? Is, is it, I mean, what was the process you used? Well, we listed sort of the things, the strengths that we felt about our firm, the things that we, you know, the attributes, the things that made us different. And, you know, one is, you know, obviously all we do is immigration. So, you know, we fight for immigrants and we only fight for immigrants. So that's where that comes from. Fighting is sort of, you know, I had a lot of not violent words, but sort of forceful, impactful words. And fight was the one that just sort of we distilled down to. And then we, we is really because we use a team approach and we're really collaborative here and we really try to talk about our cases together with each other. And, you know, most immigration attorneys, for the most part, practice by themselves. And so the, the we is sort of the fact that we have three attorneys and, you know, four or five support staff. And so I think that that sort of telegraphs and summarizes what we're after. I'm interested. So the thing that you and I subscribed to a while ago with Jim Manning, the Chet Holmes International stuff, do you implement any of that stuff in your little getaways or I guess, is this just stuff that you're coming up with on your own? Yeah. So we did use some of the stuff from Chet Holmes. In fact, the team has all read the first four or five chapters of it and we go, we've been going over those chapters. What we do when we have our retreats each time, and this is really one of our most instructive things that I think we got from Chet was we ask, you know, sort of what should we stop doing? What should we keep doing and what should we do better? That took up an hour and a half, two hours of the day, and that's what we start off with every time. I, I first, I gave a little history of the firm, which was fun because we're on our 10-year anniversary this year, and so I sort of gave a little history starting back from when I wanted to start the firm and why I started the firm. And, you know, you forget that a lot of people who are new don't really know those stories. So to hear these stories of, you know, the, the struggles that Adele and I had when we were in a little office the size of my current office, and it was just she and I, and the phone would ring, and she'd say, hold on, I'll put you on, I'll get you Mr. Hacking. And she put him on hold and she'd say across the room, Jim, the phone's for you. And so I pick it up, you know, so to hear where we've come from, you know, handling, you know, maybe 40 cases that first year to handling as many as we're handling now with a team of like seven people, it's fun for them to hear that. And then we just segue from that right into the questions. 
that I talked about just a minute ago. All right. So we're getting close to time. Actually, we're well past time, but we'll sort of wrap this thing up. So I guess, what are your goals for, for 2018? You know, I'm a member of Mitch Jackson's Legal Minds Mastermind Group, and Mitch asked us from the beach on a video to describe what our one word is for 2018. And it's funny, when you asked me that, I lost it momentarily, and I had to go look it back up. But it's process. So for me, it's process. That's what we're focused on this year. We're really going to drill down on the during unit, trying to handle around the same amount of cases or maybe some more cases through greater and increased efficiency having that database of our clients' data and not having to reinvent the wheel for each and every case. That's really what our, our main goal is. And along those lines, I sat down, I put a post up on the group Sunday about sort of what our uh, KPIs, our key performance indicators are going to be for the year. I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but I had fun. I have all that data spread out in all these different places, but this month we're certainly going to try at least for one month to see what happens when we gather all the data about our web page, our phones, our processes, our caseload. We're really going to try to have that all in one area and then sort of see where that leads, what information can be gleaned from that. And I'm really excited about sort of having all that in, in one place. I like it. Just so you know, if, and I don't know where you said you, where you were going to put it, but uh, there is a cool service called Clipfolio. It's an app and a website. And it's Clipfolio with a K. I, I talked about it before on the podcast. It's a very cool way of putting it on a dashboard, and it's just in case you want to visualize it, like on a computer or something like that, you can easily do that with a clip folio. So that's a good way of doing it. But all right, let's wrap things up here, and let's before we get to our tips and our hacks of the week, I do want to remind everybody to go to the Facebook page, get involved in the, in the discussion. People are sharing really good ideas on there, so and 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 presenting problems that they've got, and I think that that's great as a community when we're able to help each other out. That's fantastic. But also go to wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or somewhere else. Give us a five-star review if you like this podcast, especially if you've listened on this one to this point. You probably do. So if you don't mind just taking a couple minutes at the end of this and just giving us a review and also subscribe to the podcast. I think that may help us. So Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? Before I get to my hack of the week, let me just say that I enjoyed it just being you and I, I love having our guests and we have some good guests lined up for upcoming episodes, but I do really enjoy these. You know, when I listen to I Love Marketing with Dean Jackson and Joe Polish, I'm always most excited about when those two get together and talk because I think a lot of time you just end up hearing from their guests. And so this was fun for me to, to be together with you today. Yeah, I, I enjoy it too. It's, it's, it's fun whenever you and I are on here and we can go back and forth and, you know, we don't have to be as stuffy with a guest. A lot of times we have, you know, questions we ask the guests that, you know, it, it's a little more formal, but you and I can have a little more banter back and forth. So I have a lot of fun with it. All right. And so remember, I also wanted to start uh, mentioning some of our reviews of our podcast. And so I'm going to read one of the new ones that we got. That's from our friend, Ryan McKean. He gives it five stars, calls it the best. I both consume and produce a lot of law business content. This is the only podcast in the genre that I subscribe to. There's gold in these episodes. So that's really nice from Ryan. Well, that is really nice. And Ryan is, I'll tell you what, Ryan is just a very generous person with his time and I just a really good guy. So, you know, I encourage you to reach out to Ryan and say hi to him. And he's, he's just a wealth of information. Yeah. And I got to meet him last week and we had lunch together. So that was, that was great. And so without further ado, my hack of the week, I listened to the Tim Ferriss experiment, Tim Ferriss's podcast 
off and on. I don't always listen to it, but there was an episode a couple weeks ago with a former NFL player named Terry Crews. It's a it's a two hour chat that they had in New York City, and uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. It was terrific, and I think that as we move into the new year and we talk about looking at our life and our goals, it was just it's really really an amazing episode because you get to hear from Tim and you get to hear from Terry. It was great. And in that episode, they recommended a, a short little book by a fellow Missouri native, Dale Carnegie. I didn't know that Dale was from Missouri, but Dale has another book, not how to win friends and influence people, but it's uh, how to stop worrying and start living. And I'm about halfway through it. It's, it's a short read, but it's a great book. It's, it's dated, but the examples and the ideas on how to just sort of let go of worry living in the moment and focusing on the things that you can change. It's a great book. So I recommend both those things. You know, the stop worrying one, it was recommended by someone else either on our Facebook group or John Fisher's Mastermind Experience, one of the two. And I, I have it on my queue. I just haven't started reading it yet. So it's one of those ones where it must be a good book. Most people have recommended it. So I'm going to check it out and finally actually read it. All right. So my tip of the week, since this is a new year, 2018, first episode of the year, mine is going to be going back to the basics. And here's what I want you to do. I already sent out one of mine this week. I want you to sit down, take 10 pieces of paper out, write 10 letters to 10 people, and tell them how much you appreciate whatever they have done for you in 2017. Um, That's it. So all my tip is sit down and just tell them, you know, how how maybe they've changed your life, um, how they've helped you out, how they've made you happy, whatever it may be. Sit down, write those 10 letters. It can be to a referral partner. It can be to your wife, your husband. It can be to a friend, whatever it may be. Just sit down and write that letter. And even if it's just a blank piece of paper and write it on there, it doesn't have to be anything special. It doesn't have to be a card. Just do that. And just think about how that may affect you if you were to receive that from someone. And I think that if, if I think if you really think about it, you understand how much of an impact you're going to have on that person or those people whenever they get those letters. So send out your letters, and I think you're going to be able to make a, a positive impact on someone else's life. So my tip of the week, man. That's a great tip, but don't expect to get any letters from me because you never helped me, so I won't be sending you any letters. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a deal. So, I send you in, uh, plenty of letters and articles in the mail, so I don't think you're going to get anything from me either, but I'll send it to nine other people. All right, man. Well, it's a good episode. I'm, I'm looking forward to 2018. Happy New Year, Tyson. You too, bud. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. The Maximum Lawyer to stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum Have a great week and catch you next time.